Well, hey, and welcome to Wednesday. Thanks for joining me for Enough for Today. We're in Psalm 48, and we're working our way through a celebration. These people have been delivered, they've been saved, uh, and they're glad to still have their city, Jerusalem. All of this is a picture of God's goodness, His strong arm that is leaning into our situation today. He is still our God. He is still alive. He is still uh, ruling and reigning, and He will uh, make things right. He will make things right, and He will reign and rule from Jerusalem forever and ever and ever, and you'll be able to one day go there and worship Him personally uh, because you belong to Him, I hope, and if you don't belong to Him, you can. I love how this psalm ends. Okay, so we have seen God in their city, God in their enemies, God and their worship, uh, worshiping him at the temple, considering, thinking about his mercy, celebrating his righteousness. Now we pick it up in verse 12. Okay, so the pilgrims we talked about yesterday have journeyed to Jerusalem and they've seen uh, now with their eyes what they believed and heard uh, the report of by faith. In many ways, the pilgrimage of the Old Testament is a picture of your pilgrimage and my pilgrimage. We're journeying through life. It's an uphill climb. Everything worthwhile is uphill. I heard uh, John Maxwell say that last week at my daughter's graduation. He's a great author, but he said, everything worthwhile in life, every pursuit, every value, every relationship, um, every, every uh, good thing, every dream that's worth pursuing is uphill. And so is our pilgrimage through life. The journey to Jerusalem from wherever you're going, from, coming from in Jerusalem, it's uphill, okay? Coming to Jerusalem is an uphill walk. It's a pilgrimage. And there's lots of peaks and dips along the way, but all the way you're, you're climbing, you're climbing. And we're climbing too. We're climbing to our future home, our forever home. And God knows we're on this pilgrimage and he's on it with us. He came to earth and he, he took this pilgrimage many times, this, this actual pilgrimage to Jerusalem uh, but he also took the pilgrimage through life, and he said, I'm going away. I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I will come again, and I will receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. So he wants us to be in the eternal Jerusalem, in the forever Zion with him. But in this sense, uh, the pilgrimers have arrived in Jerusalem. They've gone to the temple. They've worshiped, and now uh, they're going to walk around the city, and we're going to walk around with them for the next few minutes, okay? So verse 12. Walk about Zion and go round about her and tell the towers thereof. Well, the city, by the way, is surrounded by walls. And still to this day, you can go and see uh, a, good, a good number of those walls still standing. The old city is still surrounded by walls. You can walk the top of that wall and, and get some views in and out of the wall. But you can go to places where you see even the ancient wall, the wall that um, Hezekiah fortified the wall that Nehemiah rebuilt. Um, and you can see large portions of this structure still standing. But the old city and, and the new city, for that matter, is thriving. It is a place, sure, there's political and there's ethnic tension, but it is very much a flourishing city of joy and happiness and celebration. People that know God and love God come from all over the world. Uh, to, to worship God in Jerusalem. He predicted that they would and that one day they'll do that forever. But in this verse, we're told, walk about Zion, go round about and mark out the towers. Like, observe the towers. They're still standing. Like, the walls are still here. Uh, mark ye well her bulwarks. Consider her palaces. Why? 
why would you consider this work of God, this protecting, sovereign, providential protection of God, that you may tell it to the generation following? What is the psalmist really saying? And, and how does this apply to us today? He's saying, uh, walk around this city and, and mark down the things that God has preserved and done and recognize that it is his hand that did it. It's not our brilliant military strategies. God did this. Uh, God protected these towers. God establishes this protection. God has built up these palaces. And make sure you tell this to the next generation. Tell this story to the next generation. And I want to drive this home on two levels, my friend. The first is that um, the story of Jerusalem, just the story of Jerusalem alone, is reason enough to believe in the supernatural existence and providence and power of God. He has revealed himself through the story of Israel and the story of the city. You know, there is no Babylon, and Babylon was the jewel of human existence for generations. There is no Sodom and Gomorrah, and I could go on and on and on. I could talk to you about cities that are in the uh, Middle East today that are just ruins and that do not exist. There's no natural reason, there's no human explanation behind the idea that Jerusalem exists and uh, that it remains to be a place where the name of God dwells. Now, there's a lot of turmoil around that. I get it, and God's going to resolve that. But the fact that it even is, when empire after empire after empire has tried to destroy it, remove it from existence, God has continually said, it's going to be restored. It will be a place where people will come from all over the world. It will be a place of life. Children will play in the streets and I will rule and reign from that place forever and ever and ever. He's going to make it a new Jerusalem one day. But my friend, that alone is reason to have great confidence in God today. But the second application is this. Look at the realities of your life that God has brought you through. Look at the battles and the victories that he's led you through, this, the valleys, the deep trials, and memorialize them. <clears throat> in story form, <coughs> excuse me, and tell it to the next generation. Tell it to the generations following. Uh, your kids and grandkids need to know where God validated your faith and how he brought you through difficult times. So tell the story. Remind future generations of what God has done and celebrate him because that's one of the ways he proves himself real and loving and present and active in our lives. And Jesus said, remember, remember these things. Remember me, remember what I've done for you. So spend some time today, friend, walking about the Zion of your life, marking out the towers and preparing the story to pass it forward. Happy Wednesday, we'll see you tomorrow.